Hello and welcome to the Women in ERP podcast episode five. I'm Abigail Ullman and I'm Stephanie Poor. and today we're joined by Caroline Kapper, the owner and principal consultant for Cornerstone Consulting. Hi Caroline. Morning. Good morning. So we're going to get into a bit of a conversation with Caroline around consulting and what she does professionally within the ERP space but initially I guess we'll have a little chat about how our um last couple of weeks have been so what have you been up to well, Steph? I've, I've had the lurgy I've had uh COVID having thought I was uh, a oh. human and avoiding it for two years it turns out I'm just a human so <laughs> I've had that hence I've got a little bit of it left over as in just a bit nasally but yeah no it's been I think to be honest I felt quite fortunate for me it was just a bit of a mild cold so I've done quite well really? but um yeah did you work through it? Of course. Of course. I'll tell you what, <laughs> and I will, it's a bit controversial, but I'll say it anyway. I've noticed there's a few of us that have had it. The difference between men and women <laughs> was phenomenal. <laughs> Just getting on with it. Um, but there we go. What about you, Abby? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I'm on my fourth cold of the month, honestly. I'm being battered. I had COVID, and then after COVID, I've just got everything going. Honestly, we've had croup, we've had chest infections, just the house has just been a germ central. So, yeah, I'm just getting over that at the moment. Um, Caroline's really thankful at this point. It's remote. It's got to be good for the immune system, that doesn't it? Yeah. I think so. Have you had it yet, Caroline? Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Like, I keep thinking I'm one of the rare, again, like Steph, one of the rare people who hasn't managed to catch it. And I'm getting on flights and, you know, breaking all over the country. And I've either had it and haven't realised or I haven't had it. So long may it continue. That's kind of where I thought. It's everywhere though at the minute. Yeah. Honestly, everyone, everyone yeah. seems to know. I think a... it's a lot mild. Like my sister in law's got it, and she's just like, "I've just got a cold." Basically. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Kind of manageable, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Be glad when it's uh, dispersed <laughs> to nothing. But can we just appreciate the lovely weather? Like now, the weather's yeah. changed. It's just yeah. it's made such a difference. Just to just getting up in the morning. Oh yeah, like you say, going for a run, doing whatever with a hangover. No comment. This is it. So, so Caroline, you. You've been a uh, mountain biking, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, so my husband's got a business that's quite different from mine. He's like a mountain bike guide, um, and he's just started out really. So, one of the things he has to do is like recce routes, make sure that they're okay to actually take people on um, before he actually takes people on them. So, I'm the kind of willing subject for the test and the ride, <laughs> or unwilling sometimes. So, yeah, I had a couple of Crash days <laughs> in the Lake District just testing some routes out so I did say to him like this one's what I call a bit type two enjoyment where it was like fun when you look back at it but at the time it was totally brutal (laughs) (laughs) I was like you might need to save this for the really dedicated mountain bikers you know so I'd be in a fair weather category it was so bad that you had to carry the bike on your shoulder up the back of a mountain in order to ride down the other side I was like this is really for the dedicated Martin you know that's commitment (laughs) not sure that I'll be going on the introduction to mountain biking course I don't think (laughs) and this is why he does it to like check you know check that it's actually okay or not you know (laughs) the answer is not (laughs) this week um i've also uh, not been mountain biking i've been out in the garden planting the veggies which is nice get them going for the the summer and i signed up 
I was influenced, I guess, by our last call um, with Gemma and Ashley, and I signed up to volunteer for STEMETs um, to support sort of young people in building their confidence around um, STEM. So I'm volunteering for that uh, as a mentor. That's exciting. So I guess let's start what with... What do I do? Uh, what yeah, that's a question. So <laughs> yeah. I, used to, I, mean, I used to work for IFS as a finance consultant. That's quite a while ago, probably nine years. And did you ever meet our staff while you worked there? Didn't I? Must have been... How long have you been there, Steph? Uh, six years. So I think we just... Yeah, so I'm a bit pre... Yeah. Before Steph, I'd say. Um, so that was in the days when we had the High Wickham office. Um so but I'm an accountant by trade so kind of qualified as an accountant and I worked in industries and management accountant and financial accountant for a while and then I kind of got sucked into an SAP project just kind of by accident you know um for a big chemical company and then when that ended I was like oh my god I can't go back to the routine of like just do a month then (laughs) I was like you kind of get a book for projects don't (laughs) you yeah yeah so kind of went back into finance a bit and I was like I actually don't think this is for me anymore um, so then I went to work for a company in Newcastle, an oil and gas company, who were implementing IFS, and it kind of went from there, really. From so there. I was kind of on the finance, you know, the client side of the fence. And then after that, what did I, I ended up in Brazil for two years. Wow. Um, because wow. They, cool. they built a, um, a manufacturing facility in Rio, and they needed a system. So I'm like, right. Anybody want to go to Rio for two years? I was like, me, me. Um, so, yeah, and Martin actually gave up. My husband, Martin, gave up his teach. He was a teacher. He gave his, his job up for a period of time and came over with me. So we had a couple of years in Rio with the IFS. So that was fun. Um, and then I came back and then I worked for IFS themselves for about three years. Um, and then I kind of made the leap into self-employment and I kind of love my time at IFS and I liked being in that part of a team but I was kind of wanting a lifestyle change I mean as a consultant it's pretty full-on yeah. you know you get on a flight on a Monday morning you come back on a Thursday evening and I kind of wanted something that had a bit more balance um, so then I decided to kind of make the leap into self-employment and was that quite scary yeah and I look back at it at the time like it was terrifying because yeah. you know it's not just the financial side of it, but it's, you know, the network of people you have to rely on, you know, your consultants become your friends and, you know, you've got a structure behind you and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that was more terrifying, but also that leap into the unknown of, can I actually get any customers? You know, am I good enough? Like all of those kind of questions, you know, so the financial side wasn't was almost an easier decision for us because a we don't have kids and b my husband was a quite a senior teacher so he had a salary coming in so actually the financial side well it can cope if it doesn't take off you know we can cope on the finance side but it was that just leap into being part of a bigger team basically being on your own which was difficult um but actually from day one it kind of just took off and you've been very busy <laughs> since I always place a quite a heavy emphasis on relationships. Like business doesn't come from company to company. It comes from people to people, you know. So if you, you build relationships with people, you kind of had a bit of a vested interest in their businesses growing and then that was kind of reciprocated. So I kept getting a repeat business. So I ended up in this cycle of, you know, implementation, improvement, upgrade, 
improvement, upgrade, improvement, upgrade. So yeah. then I have customers that are, you know, they've been with me since the beginning of my business, you know, and I still get a lot of work from them. And I think that's quite different. I think a lot of consultants probably go from project to project, you know, do one project and move on to the next one. Whereas I have more of a static customer base, you know, so I've got like a handful of customers and, you know, I have a continued working relationship with them. And that kind of seems to work, you know. So I've been busy ever since I started the business eight, nine years ago. But actually, the last couple of weeks have kind of the first time in a very long time. It feels manageable. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm going to touch wood because it's probably going to kick off again next week because I've got another project starting. But, um, you know, it is getting to a point where it feels a bit more manageable. Yeah. Um, so whilst it was terrifying, I would never look back. You know, it was definitely the best thing I ever did because I have this flexibility now to, uh, Oh, I don't fancy going to a client in Portsmouth, so I'm going to say no to that job, you know. Um, whereas before, we just get on a plane and get go. yourself down there, you know. That's a nice position to be in. Yeah, it is, yeah, you know. Um, and it, it takes effort, but it's, you know, it's, it's reaping the rewards now, I'd say. And more, not just financially, just having that balance of picking your clients. And you get a feeling for the ones you can work with and, yeah. and that kind of thing, you know. So, yeah. And did that change during the last couple of years in terms of the pandemic? You know, obviously... Be more if anything it kind of got busier because um you know customers were taking the opportunity it was upgrades you know they were like yeah. well business is a bit quiet so you know we've got all these staff now let's upgrade our erp system so and actually working through teams work i, I found worked in an upgrade mm-hmm. environment because you've got experienced users mm-hmm. they kind of already know what they're doing so you can get away with running an upgrade on teams and i actually did a big one it was like 500 you know, there was 500 users who had like 20 super users and um, had a strong IFS team, a really motivated client. Um, shout out to EPS. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they had an on-time, you know, really effective upgrade. There was no business disruption and we did it all over Teams, you know, so it shows you that it's completely doable. But on the flip side, I think new implementations you know, when the users don't know the system, that's really hard because training people on teams just from scratch doesn't work. So that's when I started getting back on airplanes again. I was going to say, know, are you seeing more of a reversal now where it's more yeah. on-site requests? For, for new implementations, definitely, just because of the training, you know, and a, that relationship building as well, you kind of, you don't really get it same on teams, I don't think. You do a little bit, but, you know, it's not the same as being in an office with people and, you know, talking about not just work. When you're on Teams, you've got this little compressed kind of, right, we've got now to do something. Whereas we're in the office, you kind of have a bit chat, don't you, and go and make a coffee and yeah. you learn about people and their personal lives and you build those relationships. And I think that's really important. And you just don't get that in, in a remote environment. Totally agree. And, and you can't multitask as well when you're physically in front of someone. Yeah, there's kind of balance, isn't there? So to me, the perfect scenarios you have a bit of both you go out with a client for a week you know you do all the relationship building the training stuff and then you come home and you might work on a few things for a couple of weeks and you go back so I think you know it's forced us to have a, a better balance so for, for those listening that are contemplating setting up um, their own consultancy um, what would you what tips would you give them uh, what's been your big, biggest hurdle as well to doing that yeah I think 
finding your niche because I think it's if you just put yourself out there you know providing a you know I'm a finance consultant if you type finance consultant in LinkedIn you'll get like thousands of people (laughs) you know it's kind of finding your niche and what you do differently so for me I always saw myself more as a business advisor than a finance consultant because I do a lot more than finance consultancy you know project manager train or you know business processing engineering all that kind of so sort of finding your niche I think and capitalizing on that yeah um and I'm not very good with media like I'm, I never put anything on LinkedIn dreadful nothing on social media I don't have a website but what's happened it's all through word of mouth so IFS is quite a small community really especially in in the UK and you know customers talk to each other and they go oh there's this great consultant you know go and talk to Caroline before you know it just spirals from there um so I think finding your niche and capitalizing on it um is is really important and um little things things that I definitely do differently like I'm an accountant and I shockingly run my books on excel I mean who does that (laughs) you know because at the beginning I was like I don't know whether it's going to take off you know I'll just I suppose I doubted myself I'll just chance it and I'll just, you know, I won't bother investing in IT, you know, background systems. So now I'm still running my accounts on Excel. <laughs> so you're going to get a slap wrist for that soon. I think it was all going to go digital. I know because. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I, but it's so hard. It's so much harder to transition from one to the other than just to start off that way. Yeah. So I'd said, like, when you, when you start the business, don't just think about you and what you're going to do and what you're going to offer your customers is things in the background that'll come back to haunt you like the you know IT systems and you know getting business teams up and running and you know clouds and all that sort of stuff so I think it's worth investing a bit of time up front um just stuff like that get the basics right yeah and I actually think I'm also quite bad at um networking I wish when I look back, there's loads of things in, in my city, like there's a business innovation centre, there's something called the Muscle Club, you know, and I didn't get involved in any of that. Um, and it hasn't, you know, only hasn't done me a lot of harm, but I think you'd have a network of people you could draw on, you know, that aren't necessarily IFS consultants that can give you general business advice and just having like a social life outside of, you yes. know, yeah um so I think if I look back I'd make a bit more of an effort on that front you know from the beginning and these are things that I still I'm still going to work on you know eight years on you know I'm running a successful business but I know that there's room for improvement um so things like that are kind of on my hit list of things that I still want to do um but looking back I should have done them at the beginning I mean you know and do you, do you miss the security of employment or are you like really happy no not at all yeah and I, I'm not sure there's any such thing as security of employment you know no. um so all the benefits and the, you know the flexibility of work and you know deciding who you work with and how you work completely outweigh being employed you know so no kind of regrets on that front um but I think it's really important to sort of try to surround yourself with other like like-minded people um yeah and like finding those people can be difficult when you're working alone, you know, so you do have to like, the biggest thing I miss would be having that you know, group of colleagues that you can, that become friends and, you know, you draw upon. And so you do have to make like quite a bit of effort, I think, to get that when you're working by yourself. 
Um, so I've got like other consultants, like there's another woman in ERP, Diane Donegan, you might know. Yes, Diane. Like, yeah. She's like the one who gets all the rants and the tears, you know. <laughs> Bless her. So I think you need like, everyone needs a Diane, yeah. basically. And also you've got to find like, yourself a little network, but also professionally, like you might get stuck in the application. Oh, I want to do something, but I don't know how to do it. You know, when you have people other consultants and you just kind of you know help each other out really and there's no financial incentive behind it or competition or anything you're just helping each other you know um, yeah so I think that's where things like these kind of groups like women in ERP in ERP can you know provide that kind of support for us single yeah. independence you know um, that's it yeah, yeah. That was sort of our intention when we created it and it's it's growing exponentially now and it's becoming a an actual you know community mm-hmm. and we're turning it into an app so it's with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you need that support or help, you've got that to, to call. Yeah. It. You're currently the breadwinner at home. I am, yeah. And then the re- how's that? It's ups and downs. So, like when I look back, like I could one of the reasons I could start the business because Martin was working. You know, he was a teacher. And then two years, well, a week gone, a year gone, December. I mean, teaching just you know we just had enough of it. You know, it just went from you know not being a teacher anymore to actually just you know dealing with parents and admin and red tape and he's like this is not what I want to do I still want to work with kids but the, the like school environment is no longer for me because I my business is so successful like financially we didn't need his salary anymore so that gave him an opportunity to then be able to like, give up his job you know so the tables were kind of turned a little bit um so he gave up his job to start the mountain biking guiding business um so he had a year, I think the first six months he was kind of finding his way, I suppose, what am I going to do? And, you know, did some training and stuff. And it's only really been the last three months it's taken off and he's actually got, he's out getting paid to ride bikes today. Um, That's a great life. Yeah, especially in this level. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So the hardest thing was like with the lockdown and being away from home was just me and him in the house. It's like, yeah. it just drives you nuts, like, you know. <laughs> close to murder <laughs> I mean it has its advantages I can send a whatsapp saying can you bring me a cup of coffee and one will appear in 30 seconds <laughs> um, it also has its downsides that you're just on because we don't have family it's literally just me and him so then it's like me and him 24 hours a day seven days a week you know yeah it gets a bit much oh god yeah but obviously you know we both admit we both need our own space you know so his business is starting to take off now. Um, so, you know, I'll still be the main breadwinner, you know, um, but at least he's got something of his own. He's, you know, bringing some of his own money in and he's most importantly out of the house, you know. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> and that's good for both of us, you know. So it's definitely easier now that his business has taken off. Did you find that there was um, like an emotional struggle between you? Was he in any way sort of, did he feel a bit emasculated I think so a little bit I mean I think there's always that 
desire yeah. to contribute isn't there you know and particularly for men as especially it's like I have to contribute somehow and at the minute that caveman instinct within them yeah <laughs> at the minute I'm not contributing but I think the important thing is is contribution isn't just financial is it like I could never have started my business if I didn't have his support yeah. back then you know so what we're doing is I'm kind of reciprocating um but yeah it is hard and I think it's he went from working very long hours to then being in the house all the time you know so it's like right he's a list of jobs crack on <laughs> you know <laughs> so he's he's one of those people he, 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 he's not just sitting watching YouTube videos all day you know he's he's always doing something yeah you know um so he's contributing in other ways you know but you know I can't remember the last time I cooked a meal, <laughs> put it that way, you know. Wow. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> but I, I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. So um, all this to find, I mean, he's an angel. I give it to him, but it's not an angel, really. And if you still talk to Diane, just like, can you just send Martin over um, to me for six months and he can just sort my house out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he does like all the jobs around the house. He's really handy. He's gardening, you know. So, yeah. So part of it is like, now that he's got his own job, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to cook the tea now, you know? <laughs> so there's going to be a bit of a redress in the balance of home-based activities, yeah. I would say. But that's not a bad thing. It's almost like waves, isn't it? So he supported you to get to where you are, now you're going to support him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a true partnership and I think we're all kind of brought up thinking, yeah absolutely oh well the you know the women stay at home and cook the dinner and do that and yeah. actually it's like 1940s oh Britain. God, yeah, yeah. Nice, nightmare well yeah. it's actually my nightmare yeah, it is <laughs> yeah it's my nightmare as well actually yeah I'm living it I cook every meal <laughs> and work <laughs> your husband's away though is your husband away quite a lot yeah he is yeah, he's a pilot yeah. isn't he yeah yeah and I enjoy yeah. the cooking to be fair so I kind of take that on it's a bit therapy yeah yeah it is yeah. I enjoy cooking but like when you see my kitchen it's like a bomb site I was like <laughs> why have you got 10 dishes out when you just made pasta like I don't know <laughs> wow. <Of> fancy pasta <laughs> <laughs> so um when you got into this field then did you find there was a struggle was it because it is very male dominant um the consultancy market do you find that being a woman do you offer any special qualities or do, do you find that maybe having that empathetic side of you being a woman offers you like you can add more value to the projects that you yeah, work yeah definitely and I think the nature of my clients actually is that most of my clients are engineering companies so them in their own right are very male dominated yeah um, so I think you put a woman in there and a lot of it's dep- kind of diplomacy and you know when you're putting systems in there massive changes and most people hate it actually you know so you need a sort of somebody with a kind of measured temperament I suppose to say you know get people on side really and I think when you don't have this battle of the egos you know then you can I think it's easier for a woman to maybe get people on board because they're a bit more emphatic and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll listen, I think, a lot more and maybe they're yeah. not so, whilst we're opinionated, we might not verbalise them in the same kind of way, you know. So again, it comes back to relationships, doesn't it? Like the ability to build relationships and get people on side um, just means like, you know, ERPs and organisations are change programmes. So, you know, 
change means that you've got to get people on your side really for them to embrace it so I think that's easier as a woman yeah um personally um yeah and what are the main sort of projects that you're working on at the moment is it upgrades is it um I've got a um it's mostly um growth companies so companies who were acquiring other businesses so that you know they're on a program of rolling IFS out into you know the acquisitions so I'm kind of working on a model at the moment of how do you make that as easy and as quick as possible um so that's you know having a it's kind of almost a template approach of okay we've acquired another company there's all this stuff you need to do on the finance and IT side but then you've got your ERP system so you know a bank of training material and procedures and um, there's a massive yeah. market for that right yeah. now if you can get an accelerator for acquisitions yeah. I think people would bite your hand off I mean I've got one that's just landed and we're planning to go live on the 1st of May and I've got a holiday in between you know <laughs> so you know we've got a model in place now with providing we get all, all the information in the right timescales it'll happen you know um, and you just go in, you set it all up, go in deliver the training, put a post go live support model in and then you move on to the next one, you know, so we're kind of getting this, you know, there's been quite a heavy investment in getting this model up and running so that you can just roll it, you know, so it's making acquisitions a lot yeah. smoother, you know, so that's the main thing that's going on at the moment. Busy. I quite like to get a cloud project, if I'm honest, you know, maybe. There's lots coming through, yeah, I'm sure. maybe a bit later in the year, you know, so keep my ears to the ground on that one, I'd say. Yeah. But, I think I've spent quite a bit of time building some partnerships as well, you know, because no matter how hard you try, you can't do everything yourself, you know. So I've got some other consultants to go to who I'm starting to partner up with so you can, you know, go into a client and have a team, you know, rather than just being me. Um, Yeah. So both on the technical and the functional side. So there's been a bit of effort there as well. Um, the idea being like, so you just don't do everything yourself because you just kill yourself working, you know, and being able to offer a broader solution to the customers, you know, so. Yeah, that's it. You've got to be strategic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think delegation is key also for that, you know, that work-life balance as well. You need, you need to breathe <laughs> and not forget that. <laughs> yeah. And I am a self-confessed A workaholic and B control freak. So the two just completely do not go together. Oh <laughs> We're going very well, Caroline. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I am getting there. You know, it's all part of your own journey, isn't it? Of, you know, being able to relinquish control, but you've got to find people you trust. You know, and I kind of feel like I'm getting there now with the uh, network of people I can trust. Um, it just took a while. Thank you very much, Caroline. Um, I really enjoyed speaking to you and understanding what you do. Yeah, nice to talk to you both. Nice to meet you, Steph. Been great. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. Definitely. I hope we can have you on again at some point as well. Yeah. You need to get Kaylee on. Yes, I do. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Fab. Right. Thank you, girls. Bye. Bye. Take care. Talk, talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.